Hello everyone. Welcome to Blockchain Chat. This is Season 1, Episode 7. I'm your host, Crypto Wordsmith. The theme for tonight is everything you wanted to know about Bitcoin, but were afraid to ask. So I like to start off something here. Uh, it was a little bit unexpected. There was some news in the Twitterverse and in the NBA Top Shot community. I'm not sure if you had heard about it or not, but there was an individual who took advantage of some privileged, privileged information and made some transactions for profit. Uh, I'm just not going to name these individuals. They, it's all over. All you have to do is take a look. This basically is a, a conflict of interest. And these people actually uh, create podcasts. They create content. It's very good. It's excellent. And I looked up to them for that. So in light of what's happened, it's very disappointing, I have to admit that. And it erodes trust. I know there's some individuals who are trying to support them and showing uh, support, but the reality is if you are in working in certain professions in certain industries, including the one that I work for, if you are accused and uh, found guilty of having a conflict, it can ruin your career. It's not something that should be taken lightly. So, I just want to say, unfortunately now, I have to provide a disclaimer. So Blockchain Chat does not have any sponsors. I am not affiliated with NBA Top Shot. None of the products that I present are uh, uh, affiliated with me. I'm not working with them. There's no relationship whatsoever. Also, I have to let you guys know that uh, nothing, uh, the content on the show is not financial advice. Always do your own research. So let's get to the show. Let's, let's move on to something positive. This is a live show we're recording and we're also going to be trying to upload this as a podcast as well too. So this is new territory for me. I think I've got all, all the audio issues all sorted out now. I'm going to introduce my guest. My guest comes from one of my social circles. I'd like to welcome doTERRA V. doTERRA V, how are you? Good crypto wordsmith. Do you mind if I call you CW? <laughs> no problem, no problem. Want to uh, give you a very warm welcome. It's awesome to have a friend from my social circle come in and sit and do this with me. So thank you so much for coming in and doing this. My goodness, thank you so much for um, taking the time to to uh, yeah to to do this and to kind of educate beginner investors such as myself. On, uh, on cryptocurrency, and I'm really looking forward to this to this session. Okay, so the first thing I'd like to ask, maybe you, is how did this come about? Like, why were you all of a sudden considering a cryptocurrency? Yeah, well, that's that's a good question. You know, kind of by nature, CW, I'm a I'm a fairly conservative investor. Um, so I invest in kind of the, the, the usual stuff, right? Like the, like the precious metals and stocks and bonds. And I didn't really um, consider having cryptocurrency as part of my portfolio. But something about it was just, was just quite intriguing. And just kind of the more I heard about it, um, uh, then, then the more I was just kind of in, intrigued. And I, I, I acknowledge based on um, like what you said that there have been some um, what do you call it? Like I, I guess issues with it and so on. And I, I know it's kind of been a bit of a hit kind of over the last month or so. But I mean, I figured, hey, maybe it's a pretty good deal right now. So I just wanted to reach out and find out a little bit more about this particular investment opportunity. Um, and so that's yeah, that's really what intrigued me about it. Okay. Just like to add it as something that to, could be part of my portfolio. No, that's that's great. I'm I'm very happy that you're coming into this discussion with an open mind. And my approach basically is we're going to have a conversation uh, we're, you're, you're going to ask a number of questions and I'm going to be just sharing my crypto journey with you more or less. And my position is not to try to convert you one way or another. I'm just going to share what I've learned along the way and you're welcome to take some of that and accept it and incorporate it into your investment mentality or your philosophy. Or you might say, no, I don't agree with that. So before we start uh, this uh, question session, where you're, it, I mean, the, the tables are turned. I, the question is going to be 
asked of me this time around. How about you give uh, I give you an opportunity to introduce yourself a little bit to the community. Hi, so hi, hi everyone. I'm DoTerra, uh, DoTerra V, and I I know crypto wordsmiths, um, like you said, through social circles. Um, as I've mentioned before, I'm just I'm just a real beginner investor, and so I'm actually very grateful and very honored that uh, that you invited me over here to speak because uh, I I just really like to learn more something. I don't know exactly what it is, but something about the, the, the cryptocurrency market seems to be quite intriguing. It's, it's somewhere between intriguing, profitable, a lot of fun, you know, um, uh, a little bit alluring and a little bit, uh, a little bit scary. All those things mixed mix together kind of make me make me want to find out more about it. So I, I'm really, really grateful to be here. Excellent. So thank you for coming again. Oh, we've got uh, 416 Bitcoin. Thank you for coming on. There's no video exchange. Oh, <laughs> no problem. Yeah, okay, don't worry about it. I'm going to record it for 16 Bitcoin and uh, you'll be able to access it. No sweat. Let's, let's get into it then. Um, so, Dutera V, you're going to fire off a, set, a series of questions and I'm going to try my best to answer them. Why don't we get started whenever you want? For sure, Crypto Wordsmith. So, like, yeah, I, I've just kind of always been dying to know. Uh, I, like you said, I would love to hear your crypto journey. So, like, how did you personally kind of get into cryptocurrency, what attracted you to it, and what has kind of kept you going to kind of know that this was more than just like like a fad, right? Okay. I, I had heard about Bitcoin quite a long time ago. I'm guessing probably 2010, a, a few years after it had launched, but it was more of a fringe topic. I didn't really follow it too much, but I heard of it before. I did not know how to get involved or how to buy it, and I, I actually wanted to, but had no idea what to do. So it basically sat on the back burner, and I didn't pay any attention to it. Up until about 2017. 2017, I had lunch with a, an individual through my industry. We, we don't work in the same uh, for the same employer, but we've known each other, and there was mutual respect. So during this lunch, I don't know how it came up, but he said to me, uh, have you followed Bitcoin? And this was, again, 2017, when Bitcoin was just starting to gain some attention and the valuations were starting to be noticeable. And I said, yeah, I heard about it in the news. And something really resonated with me. I mean, this individual, like I said, there's mutual respect. I respect this guy. He's a smart guy. And he's the only person who would ever mention, said this to me. He said, I've done a lot of research on this topic. I think it's going to do really well. You should look into it. So when someone says that to me, and uh, uh, someone in that position, I said, I said to myself, you know what? I owe it to myself to look into. So from there, I started to find out as much as I could about it. I started looking online, on uh, googling it, doing all the researching, all the articles, and I came, uh, I became more and more fascinated with it. So. I decided to take the plunge and I uh, basically I opened up a Coinbase account. I invested I think about $100 into it and they were offering a promo. <laughs> they're offering a promo where you would invest $100 and they gave you $10 worth of Bitcoin on top of that. And that was my first uh, foray into crypto. Now what drew me to it, the second part of that question, I think the more I learned about it, it just made a lot of sense. It, it, it was something I thought, hey, you know what? This is, there's a potential for this to really go up in value a lot. There's a potential for, for there to be a lot of money to be made. Now, I'm not going to, I mean, obviously they were still very volatile. I'm not trying to become a millionaire overnight. But my philosophy was, let's just put a little bit in and see what happens. And, and it's just gonna kind of go from there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the next thing, uh, one thing led to another. Uh, I found out about NFTs. Uh, I was looking about different, I trying to research different products. I found out about the Major League Baseball NFT. Uh, wasn't quite ready to get into that. But then I found, because I was researching MLB, I found out about NBA Top Shot online. And I think it was in the summer. I managed to get accepted as an early beta tester, and the rest is history. 
So I, I th hopefully that covers the, the first part. Was there another part to your question now? No, no, that's just really cool. So you were, you were accepted as an early beta tester, did you think? Yes, so with NBA Top Shot, they, I, oh. I don't remember when they started. They, I think it was probably early 2020 when they started, uh, and they were looking for beta testers. It was uh, a small group of, of individuals who they invited, but then they released it to an open beta. And you were, uh, all you had to do was get in touch with Usman from Discord, which I did, and that's how I got my Discord account. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, basically, from there, he said, yeah, let's go for it. And uh, I, I was able to uh, get in and uh, register, got my account, uh, and started buying some NBA Top Shot moments. So, I mean, I'm not going to get into NFTs, per se, too much, uh, into the nitty-gritty of it, but we can always reserve that for another episode. thing I would do is I would try to learn a little bit more about it and one of the individuals who I uh, read about was Thomas Lee I'm just gonna put it on the screen here Thomas Lee from fund Global. Thomas Lee was a high-ranking executive with JP Morgan so he has a very strong Wall Street background he migrated over to talk about crypto and he was a Bitcoin bull as you say I would recommend you I mean, this uh, YouTube video here. He presented here at the uh, Economics of Cryptocurrencies Upfront Summit in 2018. And again, as you, as I mentioned, 2018 is when I started. So I uh, found this and I watched it. It's about 23 minutes, but it's excellent. He breaks it all down, and he explains why he thinks it's got a, a lot of potential. I mean, one of the. I'm I'm just gonna go over one aspect of it. What was really interesting in terms of uh, his valuation of how he values Bitcoin is he compares it to, say, the uh, cell phone, a mobile cell phone. If you have one mobile cell phone in the world, only a single one, it's got some utility. It's not too bad. You have two cell phones, okay, then all of a sudden the value of that cell phone, is, it, it goes up, it's increased. Let's say you've got a hundred cell phones, and then you've got a network. You can make something happen with a hundred cell phones. Now let's uh, extrapolate that a thousand, a million cell phones. He basically used that analogy in terms of cryptocurrency or, or Bitcoin specifically. He says the the adoption rate is basically going to drive the value of it. So I'm not going to give away too much of it. I think that's probably a good place to start, though, and it, a lot of it just made sense. So step one, I would say, look up Thomas Lee, take a look at, take a listen to his speech here and have an open mind and see what happens. Let's see what sticks. Maybe not all of it will stick, but at least that was something, it was a bit of an epiphany for me there too. Step two. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Adoption it, rate drives the value. It, it does, yes. Yeah. So if you, yeah. if, you, if you decide that you do want to go in and invest in cryptocurrencies, and you do want to buy some, I would say just go slow. There's no rush. And the reason I say that is because right now, from what I've read, cryptocurrencies are basically just in, in their infancy. We're looking at, uh, the analogy would be, we're looking at Amazon and Google, uh, Facebook, all that type of thing, as if we were back in the year 2000. So the potential is pretty incredible in terms of growth and valuations. So despite the fact that, you know, I would have started in 2018, the fact that you potentially would be starting in 2011, uh, sorry, uh, 2021, I still think 
you are would be an early adopter and there's still a lot of opportunity so I wouldn't worry about that if you are looking at it from the long run so if you do decide mm. you can open up an exchange uh, account exchange so what I did is I open up an account at coinbase coinbase is based in the United States and you may have heard that they also issued an IPO so they're traded on the uh, is it the Nasdaq I think it is I can't remember I think it's the Nasdaq so there's also I mean there's people who are critical about coinbase but if you are a new investor coinbase is excellent it gives you a very easy to use UI um, it, it, it's it's just easy you can always open up accounts at other exchanges after the fact and you can as you become more comfortable and you can do other things too and I see 416 Bitcoin talking yep yeah and you know what 416 Bitcoin maybe we'll have you come on at some point <laughs> we'll have you talking about some things too so uh, if you are in Canada you might want to look at other exchanges too because Coinbase is based in the US if you're in Canada you can look at something like uh, CoinSquare for example so you would open up your account and you can buy a little bit of cryptocurrency now the question is when after you've bought your cryptocurrency what are you planning to do with it let's just say Bitcoin you've, you've bought oh I, I need to take one step back it, one Bitcoin as you know let's go back to the valuation right now it is at uh, 35,000 almost $500 there's a lot there's a bit of a misconception with a lot of new investors thinking well I can't get involved I, can, I don't have $35,000 to, to spend on Bitcoin the the reality is one Bitcoin can be divided into 100 million different parts they would call Satoshis so you can buy a part of a Bitcoin say if you want to spend $100 you'd be buying $100 worth of Bitcoin so that's something to consider as well too um, something else interesting about Coinbase is if you register for a Coinbase account you can also enroll in their Coinbase Earn program and uh, I'm sharing on my screen right now screen right now Coinbase Earn so right now they're offering you an opportunity to learn about cryptocurrencies and they give you uh, a quiz but it's based on the material that you've just watched I think each the video clip is about two minutes long of approximately and they're not hard questions you pay attention to them uh, you, you answer the questions and you have an opportunity to earn a few dollars worth of cryptocurrency so in this case if you start this course you would be earning uh, yeah, three dollars worth of amp uh, there's also opportunities here to earn um, three dollars worth of uh, matic and so on and so forth uh, up to nine dollars worth of comp so it's, it's, it's another way to expand your knowledge cool. I'm sorry yeah that's kind of cool that's a cool feature there's if you also go back to coin market cap here they also have a course as well too where you can take some courses and you can learn about the, uh, the crypto the different types and you can uh, earn a, like a few dollars worth of that crypto as well too so what after you've let's say you've bought your uh, your Bitcoin do you have any plans or would you have would you know what you would want to do next with your Bitcoin well I haven't really thought that far yet because I'm still you know getting into should I shouldn't I kind of thing but one of the things that was quite intriguing that made me turn my head to was this the, the concept of NFTs um, and I know you talked about it uh, briefly at the beginning of this uh, of this uh, session so I I hear that you actually have a really really cool Rubik's Cube NFT <laughs> I was wondering if I could just see that like what does that look like and what's the big deal about it all okay yeah, the, the infamous Rubik's Cube okay uh, j just before we okay. get to that uh, I do want to add that there are a couple options when you have your Bitcoin once you've bought your Bitcoin you the, you would be able to store it on the exchange you bought it on but that generally is not a good idea uh, what you could do is there's there's two things that there are, most people would do okay one is to buy a hardware wallet and what you would do is you would transfer your coin to a hardware wallet and it's taken offline and that way you have control and full custody of your crypto uh, because exchanges can get hacked you can lose your your assets it's it, it's not generally a good idea to leave it on the exchange uh, another option you have with your Bitcoin is you can lend it so BlockFi offers uh, some very attractive interest rates 
example, if you earn, if you lend your Bitcoin, I think you earn 6% interest compounded monthly. The 6% is your annual interest. So let me ask you, what is your bank account offering you for your, your deposits right now? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very appealing. So just, I just wanted to uh, share that with you. And there's, there's other options for lending as well too, but it's uh, something to keep in mind. So uh, there's those options with the, uh, the hard wallet and also with lending options. Um, okay, this NFT you. that I, <laughs> I started to look about, look at NFTs because I heard about Beeple uh, and Beeple sold his, uh, I don't know, what did he do? Oh, yeah, uh, 69 million. Yes, and, and prior to, yes, prior to yeah. that, he sold a lot of uh, NFTs on uh, this platform here, Nifty Gateway. I believe he sold, I can't, he made $2 million or something like that, or $4 million selling his, his collection. What a lot of people don't know is on Nifty Gateway, he was selling a number of them for $1. So you have the opportunity to wow. buy one for $1. But yeah, the, the demand was nuts. The, he, the demand was so high that it crashed the site. So if you were lucky enough to buy one, I mean, those are worth... Uh, six figures now i'm pretty sure i don't know what the valuation is i haven't looked but uh yeah it, okay anyways so wow. yeah so that's what kind of drew me to nifty gateway and I started looking and i thought to myself well if i'm going to be buying something here i think art might have some potential again i'm still learning about this uh, i wanted to try to buy from an artist that had some good uh, pedigree and had some good value so i looked and I decided that Pack would be uh, a good artist for me to take a chance on. For those of you who don't know Pack, Pack I believe is the first N uh, I guess NFT artist to sell a work of art for one million dollars. So there's good um, history and potential with uh, a piece by Pack. I decided I want to buy this. This is the infamous Rubik's cube. <laughs> There we go. So this work of art uh, was inspired by six artists who kind of um, inspired Trevor Jones. Trevor Jones actually did this as a collaboration with Pac. So each of those artists left a mark on Trevor Jones. And then Pac, uh, oh, Trevor Jones actually did the painting on the canvas and then Pack transferred it digitally and created this. So that's how the co collaboration kind of worked. So let me see, $500, this is what I paid. And, and so is that how it works then? You would use your, you would use your cryptocurrency or your Bitcoin or whatever to buy an NFT. And then if the NFT goes in value, goes up in value, then you can decide whether or not you want to, I guess, sell it. Yes, you could do so that. Kind of so what? You know, or you keep it, or you keep it as it continues to go up in value. Yeah, you can. Do, yes, you you can buy like and sell. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So, so yeah. you can buy and you can okay. sell. And what drew me to Nifty Gateway was you you don't need cryptocurrency to buy the works of art. You can simply use your credit card. Oh, I see. It, okay. And that that okay. is, I mean, Nifty Gateway is criticized by a lot of individuals. Uh, it's there's a not a lot of reasons for that but i see nifty gateway as an on-ramp for new investors so having if you i mean there's other ways to buy nfts and a lot of them require you to have cryptocurrencies ahead of time but if you want to buy an nft uh, through nifty gateway you don't need uh, cryptocurrencies you can simply use your credit card and you can also resell mm -hmm. At, on their marketplace and you can get your money and you can cash out from there. So I'm just going to quickly show you the marketplace perhaps. So you'll see, you'll see that this initial was uh, $500. Let's take a look at what's happened now. There's 457 editions that were uh, minted. It's a little bit laggy. Let's look at what they're selling for right now. I, I haven't looked in a while. So Pardon me while it's loading. It's a little bit slow. I think I need a more powerful laptop. Mm -hmm. Let's see. And the Nifty Gateway site is not very intuitive. It's not very good. Oh, 
oh no, it's uh, thinking so hard that it's not working so well. There we go. Oh, look at that. Last bolt, $2,200. So. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, no, I, I find the whole concept fascinating. Like, it, it really is kind of redefining what exactly is a work of art. It right? is. And uh, it's opened up like a whole new, like, digital art market, something that really didn't even exist a decade. As far as I know, anyways, it didn't exist a decade ago. Well, I think digital art did exist, but there was no way that artists could monetize it in the way they can now because there, I mean, obviously, if right. you have a digital file, you can simply copy it. There's no way to be able to personalize it, say, uh, on the record, yes, this is officially yours. And that's what blockchain does. It, it, it changes the game. So on the blockchain, uh, you can see that I would have made a purchase of one of these uh, NFTs belongs to me, it sits in my wallet, and I would have paid $500 worth of uh, whatever it was. So, uh, it's indisputable wow. that that asset is mine. So, uh, oh, now, I, my apologies, this is, uh, yes, this is what you wanted to see, so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're I, when I When I heard about it, it like, I'm, I'm such a visual person, when I heard about it, I'm like, what? But what and for why and what is what I don't understand what it did and then now that I, I'm starting to research a little bit more about what NFTs are, then I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So, oh. no, it's actually, I mean, it's actually quite beautiful. It's quite, uh, it's stunning. So it's, uh, yeah, like I said, the whole the whole thing's such an interesting concept to me. The, um, well, before I, I just want to interject one more time. Uh, so I, I see. Uh, Rob PT45 is on the line. So first of all, uh, oh, for anybody who's joined, uh, welcome. This is Blockchain Chat. I'm your host, Crypto Wordsmith. This is uh, Season 1, Episode 7. Uh, we are talking about Bitcoin. Now, while we're on the topic of NFTs and Beeple, I'm not sure if you guys know, but there is somebody in the NBA Top Shot community who recently won a Beeple work of art for $1. It was about a month ago. It's a Mighty Oak. <laughs> I'm not sure if you guys knew that. Mighty Oak, I, I, every time I uh, look at my Twitter feed, Mighty Oak says, guess what I've won? Guess what I've won? Guess what I've won? I think he is somebody who basically wins something every month. And that Beeple, I don't even know how much it's worth. It's probably worth six figures as well too. But that's just nuts. Anyways, I, I digress. Congrats to that guy though. Seriously, he's, he's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. I want to get a Beeple. You want to get a Beeple? So do I. <laughs> Do you have a couple of other questions yeah, if you sure. don't mind? Yeah, what else? Um, and again, let's just just because I'm, you know, I um, I'm starting to delve into this a little bit more. And one of the things I like to do is kind of like take a look at some of the, the current events that are kind of going on. I, I I would love just as a since you're my 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 resident um, Bitcoin cryptocurrency expert expert, <laughs> uh, do you have like do you have any comments regarding? Um, like the Bitcoin's energy usage, because it's gotten a lot of flack for for um, for that. Asking the tough questions, yes. Uh, uh, you know, I know, yes, I know. no, that's good. So I guess maybe I'll ask one question back. Is that, that something that would deter you from investing in Bitcoin? I'm just curious. Maybe you just want to learn I... more about it, though. I think I want to get all the facts straight. I'll, I'll admit I'm not quite as much. I'm not quite as deterred. Um, my my husband, who is much more energy conscious, I suppose that's one of the um, that's certainly one of the things that he he that that is a deterrent for him. Okay, all right. It, it's a it's a really good question and it's a valid question, but at the same time, it's a difficult question to really narrow down in the sense. Okay, Bitcoin uses a lot of energy. Um, I'm actually going to level criticism on all sides and it's a bit of a cop-out but it's kind of how I feel about it so on one hand you have Bitcoin and it, it the there are claims I, I don't know how to measure it. it uses as much energy as a small country yes it, uh, it definitely is a highly energy intensive process to mine Bitcoin but so you have to also keep in mind there's a reason for that it's because of the fact that it's decentralized so if we talk about decentralization, 
you would be able to say, okay, Bitcoin, you have all these mining hubs all over the world. If you were to lose 10% of them due to a natural disaster, for example, you would still be able to maintain the, the network. It's decentralized, meaning you basically, no one can control it per se. You need to have that uh, consensus, the 51%. So there's a reason why it's that energy intensive. But can they do better? Definitely. They can definitely do better. The vast majority of the Bitcoin mining takes place overseas. And there's not really a, any incentive for them to, to do it in an environmentally sustainable method. So a lot of times it takes governments to legislate requirements to make sure that they are doing things in an environmentally sustainable manner. So yes, they definitely should be doing better. Having said that, it's a relatively new industry. I mean, there's always going to be new developments that come up. In fact, just this week, I'm just going to switch to this. I'm not sure if you heard. El Salvador adopted Bitcoin as legal tender. So that's a huge development. Now you've got the entire population of El Salvador. Yes, the entire population of El Salvador is going to want Bitcoin because their own national fiat currency is, well, it's unstable. So again, if for people who are not familiar with fiat currencies, those are basically currencies that are issued by central governments. So the US dollar, Canadian dollar, uh, the Mexican peso, the euro, those are what are called fiat currencies. So in this case, their fiat currency is, is failing. So they need something to use to, to hold on to value. So they've adopted Bitcoin. And because of that, they're going to be using, uh, oh, it's, it's, not, it's not here? Uh, I wish I saw the photo of it. But they're going to be using geothermal energy, which is, uh, well, a lot of people will define that as being a sustainable energy source. They're going to be using that to mine Bitcoin for the, na the National Treasury, if I'm not mistaken. So things will change. You're going to see the new, this new technology and you're going to see new developments all the time. And in fact, I think based on the, the news that I saw, the fact that El Salvador is going to be opening up this massive mining hub using geothermal energy, they're going to be one of the biggest producers of Bitcoin in the world. It's going to change everything. It's, uh, I don't know how it's going to work out, but it's going to take a sizable chunk from uh, what you would say overseas Bitcoin mining power to El Salvador, which is the game changer. And I guess lastly, I also want to level criticism. Not this is a criticism, but you also have to take a look at who is leveling this criticism. So if you're going to be saying Bitcoin is an energy inefficient way of doing uh, of creating wealth what would be the alternative be i guess and, and also yourself like who who's asking the question are you driving a four by four pickup do you have a massive house that's three thousand square feet large and are you you know uh flying every month all over the world so it's also important that if you're going to be leveling criticism against Bitcoin being energy efficient, it's very important that yourself, you look at your own situation and reconsider, or not reconsider, but take note, take, uh, uh, just ba basically try to do better. And myself, I'm nowhere near perfect. I know I can do better. So the, I think the narrative should be, is Bitcoin using too much energy? Yes. Can you do better? Yes. But so should everybody. Everybody should be trying to do that. So I'm not sure if that answers the question, but at least uh, it's probably a good talking point to start, I guess. No, no, that, um, that's, a, that's some very good points. It's not, it's not an easy question to answer, right? Um, but you, you bring up some really good points. I guess, the, again, the other question that I had uh, regarding current events that I was just Googling was regarding uh, China's recent decision to, to shut down cryptocurrencies in their country. I'm just wondering if you had any comments on that. Yes, it's uh, it's probably the fifth time that China's done that. How <laughs> oh, is that right? <laughs> I'm trying to find it here. I found this. I think uh, China's banning Bitcoin since 2014. So yes, uh, I've been around uh, with Bitcoin uh, or at least for a while now. And no joke, this is probably the third time I've heard it. So when somebody says, uh, yeah, Bitcoin or a cryptocurrency is going to be shut down in China, well, I really struggle to understand why that would have an impact on the market because we've known for a while that that was going to be their um, philosophy. So you can kind of see what's happened. 
you can uh, see where the criticisms, where, where the uh, news were made in terms of when they're going to be banning Bitcoin, you know, all the way through here and look at now. Uh, why do they have to keep banning it? They banned it oh, why? Well, it, it's yeah, it's a little bit difficult because in China, what happens is they they try to keep a tight grip in terms of their money that flows around um, in and around their country. They they do not like to a flight of capital. They just don't like that. So because you can buy a cryptocurrency and you can instantly transport it around the world, it's. Uh, a risk to that government. Mm -hmm. okay. That is a good question. Okay. <laughs> well, then I'll, I'll ask one more if that's all right. Yeah, no, you can go ahead. <laughs> the um, again, the, the other current event, you know, question that I had was uh, Elon Musk. It seemed to be at one point in time seemed to be a proponent for Bitcoin, and it seems like of of late he seems to be. Um, I just laughed because apparently he, he tweeted a, there you go, the, the Bitcoin breakup meme, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, uh, I, yeah, again, any comments on that? I, I, I'm struggling to understand how one individual can control the Bitcoin market, honestly, after all this. I mean, in the beginning, it, it, I, I know why. It's because they were saying, oh, one day if Tesla buys Bitcoin, then it's going to be a game changer. Well, Tesla has bought Bitcoin now, and I, I still see, you know, it, it's still kind of the, the same conversation now. Nothing's really changed. And now he says, oh, I don't like it. So I think it's more indicative of the fact that Bitcoin is not a mature market. It's still a relatively new asset. Uh, it's not even 20 years old. So you're, you're going to see some strange movements in it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. In terms of what he wants to do with it, the people are speculating that he wants to manipulate it to drive it down so he can buy some. I, I, I can't say one way or another. It's an interesting theory. Uh, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but he, it kind of baffles me That's as to. I'm hoping that it's kind of at a deal right now. Yeah. <laughs> someone coming in at this market at this time, right? I think, uh, yeah, the founder of one of the founders of Ethereum, another cryptocurrency. Uh, basically yeah made that point he's saying it's, it's strange how one individual can basically control the most of the market cap for bitcoin but uh, it's what it is right mm -hmm. now so in terms of elon musk okay. uh i would just thank him for driving the bitcoin price down in my opinion and i would be buying the dip but again uh, this is not investment advice always do your own research so <laughs> <laughs> And then I guess one last question that I had, and then I'll, I'll, I'll turn it all back to you. Um, I'm just wondering what you thought of kind of like the, what do you think is kind of the, the future of Bitcoin? And when I say future, maybe not within the next year, but say like within the next five, you know, five to 10 years, because I keep hearing about how if, um, you know, it could, it could, it could all just kind of crash or, or it's um, it's like I said, it's gotten enough momentum, as you said before, that um, m most likely governments will start regulating it. And uh, yeah, I'm, I just wanted to get your thoughts. There's actually two parts to that question, I guess. Well, so the question is where I see it going, and the question of risk. So I'll I'll try to take both of those on. Where I see it going. And kind of as I mentioned earlier, how that uh, analogy of cell phones, th where you have more and more adoption, the more valuable it's going to become. You, you're, you are starting to see more adoption. You're starting to see financial institutions, banks, um, you, you know, uh, they're buying Bitcoin now, right? So once, once uh, you have banks, for example, starting to buy Bitcoin, and if they truly believe in the long-term valuation of it, if the value of that uh, the price of that Bitcoin goes down, they're going to protect that price, meaning they're going to buy because they see value. So if the price drops below a certain threshold, you're going to get a lot of people buying. You, it, it's not just uh, it's not just banks. I mean, even uh, MicroStrategy. MicroStrategy is a business intelligence company similar to, say, Oracle or Salesforce. They've converted 100% of their cash reserves or something like that into Bitcoin. So they're buying Bitcoin as well, too. There is a lot of demand for Bitcoin once it falls below a certain threshold. So 
and if you were to ask me in terms of the risk, I would say right now there is probably a low likelihood it would crash to zero, if that's the concern. You will see some volatility, but I think there's going to be enough uh, demand from institutions and from retail investors that they're going to protect the price and they're going to buy the dip. So that answers probably the first question. Uh, where do I see it going in a couple of years? I think I, c I can see it hitting six figures within two years. And that's just my own feel, gut feel for this. Uh, long term, if you listen to uh, Thomas Lee, as I mentioned to you earlier, I'm going to bring this picture up here. He says it's not a stretch for Bitcoin to reach a valuation of a uh, million dollars if things go right. But I would say six figures within a couple of years. And I don't know about a million dollars, uh, but if, if things, all things fall in line, you never know. So, did I, I hopefully you, got those. You, did, you mean he's saying a million dollars per Bitcoin? Correct. Which is right now at 30,000 or 35,000? Wow. Well, the, the you also. I guess at the high it was at 60. Uh, I believe 60 or 70,000, I can't remember what it was. And the reason for that is there's a maximum limit of, of how many Bitcoin will ever exist. There's a limit of right. uh, 21 million. Oh, and then the also- It's really not unlike when the um, when the US dollar used to be tied to, to gold, right? Yes, yes. Before it became a fiat currency. Now that it's a fiat currency, then that, that changed it. So it's, it, I just, it's interesting. Oh, there's one thing I also want to bring up, the, the, the risk of government regulation you talked on, talked about. Yeah. Right now, I don't, I don't see a lot of um, motivation for any political party to ban Bitcoin, and that could change. But even within, if you look at the Democrats, you look at the Republicans, and you look in Canada, same thing, you have people championing Bitcoin from all party colors. So in order for them to be able to effectively ban Bitcoin, they would have to get agreement. They would have to get consensus amongst their own parties. So they have to get their own house in order first. The second issue that could be a stumbling block or hurdle for government regulation, I found something here by another author who I was following. He brought up this, uh, a topic called Zugzwang. Zugzwang is a German term for, uh, what was it? Uh, compulsion to move. He says it's a chess term. And with Zugzwang, basically it means that if you make the first move, you weaken your position. And th that's where the chess analogy comes from. And you can make the case that the government is in its position of Zugzwang or could be put in a position of Zugzwang. Because what would happen if you were to ban Bitcoin? There are, are, there's going to there's be fallout associated with that. You're going to be affecting the, the companies that buy and sell and trade. So you're going to be losing tax revenue there. There's potential to lose intellectual property. You're going to have a flight of individuals who are going to be working for uh, Bitcoin related technologies going to other countries. And there's the, if any government bans uh, cryptocurrencies, they risk falling behind in the global technology race. So there's, all, there's those others, um, I guess, r r consequences, I should say if you're going to be banning Bitcoin. So it's not necessarily the easy thing to do. So I just wanted to bring that up as well, too. Hmm, interesting. Okay, well, thank you so much, CW. I, I really, really appreciate your, um, your, your, your wise advice. And your <laughs> wise advice. And so that <laughs> well, I'll, I'll just... <laughs> no, it, it really is very helpful. And it, it uh, like, just how my brain works, I, I really have to kind of ask the questions first. And it helps to kind of crystallize it for me um, as to what, like what exactly I said, just as an investor, I just, I'm, I'm always very big on just being able, I just want to make sure I understand what I'm getting into. And that's all. I, I understand that there's risks with every investment. Um, but as long as I understand what it is that I'm buying or, or investing in, then that just, I, I can kind of sleep with a good conscience. So. So you really helped me with that. So thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. And definitely we can talk offline uh, about any other questions you may have. 
but yeah, I mean, it, it was it was fun. I just hope uh, I managed to share some interesting stories with you and uh, give you my perspective on it. And again, I'm not trying to convince you one way or another. Um, but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed having you on the show for sure. Thank you. I enjoyed being here. All right. So if you don't mind staying on the line for a bit, there's something I think I'm forgetting here, but uh, in the interim, what we're going to do is we're going to move on to the next part of the show. And if you are just joining us again, uh, this is Blockchain Chat. I'm your host, Crypto Wordsmith, Season 1, Episode 7. We're talking about uh, everything you wanted to know about Bitcoin, but we're afraid to ask. We've just finished up a conversation with doTERRA V, and we're going to stick around. She's going to stick around, and we're going to move on to the next part of the show, and we're going to be doing our uh, pack break. Is that what it was? pack break, I think it was. Those of you who know, uh, myself, I have an investment partner with some of my assets with NBA Top Shot, and we managed to complete the Master Cool Cat Challenge. And we're going to go open the pack. Where is it? So by completing the Master Cool, cool Cat Challenge, so we had to we had to collect um, these digital basketball cards in the top of and it, by doing so, we were given a reward, and it's going to be a moment of Lamelo Ball, who is one of the most exciting rookies this year. Oh, it's taking so long, and we already know what the moment is going to be. The question is what the serial number is, and everybody's hoping for a low serial number. Lower the better. Come on, taking so long. My apologies, everybody. I think I need a <laughs> powerful laptop. Okay, Cool Cats Master Challenge. Here we go. Open. Oh, it's working so hard. As you can see, I like to keep some of my, some of my packs sealed. Uh, is, is that the uh, green marshmallow test, doTERRA V, or the blue marshmallow test? Is that, uh, that's that's where, uh, where the um, scientists were testing discipline and willpower of young children, and they would present a, a green oh, marshmallow yeah, in front that, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they were able to wait a certain amount of uh, a period of time before eating it it was a somewhat high indicator of uh, the likelihood of having success later on in life just because they were able to have that willpower early in life exactly not impulsive correct really. yeah 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 so i've got 12 packs there you go you're just trying to teach us patience <laughs> i digress it's taking so so how many of these were there? I think there were 2,000, I think. A maximum of 2,000. We'll see what number shows up. Oh, yeah, Rocky T45. There you go. Oh, you're right. Yo. Hey, yo, tell me we got one. First thing first, I'm 1119. I ain't got to flex every time I'm in. I'm in the same room. 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 I'm in
congratulations today. So that's that. We have done the uh, pack opening, and we're going to move on to the giveaway. I know it's a it's a getting a bit there late on. Uh, how many do we have here uh, with the Discord channel? We've got. Oops. Okay, uh, four and six Bitcoin. Uh, did you enter? I don't remember if you entered. I don't think you did. you entered the the, the, um, the giveaway. Ferrari, I know, did not enter. Pizza Peony, did you enter the? Okay, so who entered the uh, giveaway? If you don't mind, just uh, send me a quick message in the uh, blockchain chat text box there. Rob PT45, I know you did. Did you enter? I don't think you did. So it's just Rob. Rob PT45 is the only individual here who. <laughs> okay, we're going to give Rob the best entries. So, this is while I set up the wheel of names, I'm going to give everybody uh, one last chance to uh, proclaim they entered the draw. So, in order to enter the draw, I'm going to. Uh, where is it here? Gonna bring up. Oh, my apologies, it's taking so long. So this giveaway was for a Blake Griffin S2 Series 2 moment. It's a base set and it is his dunk. This is Blake Griffin's first moment in a New Jersey Nets uniform. Oh, let's see what I've got here. Did anybody else enter? I don't think anybody entered. I think this is just it. We have a lot of interest in Actually, I'm actually very happy that you're here. I'd like to thank you personally because you were a huge catalyst in this giveaway becoming so popular. Uh, we were roasting each other for having <laughs> two people, four people for our giveaways. But this one, I th how many people were there? There were over 60 people who entered. So, all right, there we go. Yeah, the giveaway was for, here we go. The requirements were to, to follow uh, my Twitter account. Uh, okay, uh, 416 Bitcoin, how do we enter? Okay, okay, I'll give you a chance to do it right now, 416 Bitcoin. Uh, follow my Twitter account, which I believe you already do, uh, to like this post, to retweet it, to take two friends in the comments, and if you are listening to my show, uh, I'm going to give you bonus entries. So we've got yourself, PT45, um, Upland Dude, did you enter? I'll let you in do this too, because uh, you're a good guy. I'll give you uh, a couple minutes to do so. So I'm going to start adding the names. Let's see. Last chance, I'm going to check the text here. Here we go. Yep, like how we enter. Uh, speaking, this is how we enter. That's how we enter, my friend. Yeah, this is awesome. Thanks, Rob. And as I said, I, I owe that to you. You were the catalyst because once you started tweeting it, it uh, went viral. I got, I think, 5,000 views on that. It blew me away. So thank you so much, Rob. Okay. Maybe we'll do a, sh a show on uh, Twitter engagement one day too. Okay, Terry V is not here. Yes. All right. All right. This is uh, lost. I'll shuffle uh, Luca seven times. Okay. One. Oh, jeez, H. <laughs> it's too much work for one. It hasn't shuffled at all. <laughs> the bigger wheel. <laughs> so for those of you uh, who are going to be listening in on uh, the podcast, there's going to be a benefit to listen, watching the show. Uh, if you haven't seen, this is more than 71 actually. I gave um, the guests in attendance an extra five votes, uh, entries, just because uh, I, I love these guys. Uh, extra love for them. Come on, let's take it too long. It's uh, taxing the system. Okay, and one more time after this, I think. 
good luck to everybody and we're gonna do our spin here the 88 entries in here there we go Congratulations, uh, you are the winner of a uh, Blake Aww. Griffin S2 base set <laughs> moment the dunk. First moment in a net uniform. Okay, everybody, it's uh, been an hour. Uh, thank you so much for joining on this show tonight. Uh, in terms of the next guest, I haven't really <laughs> come up with a Dr. V, are you still there? I forgot to ask a couple things. I am. You still there? Can you hear me? Oh, I can. It's hard to hear you. Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, let me turn my volume up. Oh no, I don't know. Are you why. still there, Dr. V? Yeah, no. All right, all right. I forgot to. And Rob, my apologies. Yeah, forgot yeah. to ask you too. We are going to end the show. Uh, hopefully, the audience will get to know you a little bit. We're going to ask you a couple of questions, and the first one I'm going to ask, not crypto related. Who is your few, few, uh, favorite musical artist, uh, singer, band, musician? Who is your favorite? Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Go ahead. Well, um, uh, this was hard, and I don't really have a, a, a big favorite, and I'm kind of dating myself a bit, but way back when I was younger, I was a big Guns N' Roses fan. Really? So I did not know that about you. Yeah, all this, all like this time I, I knew you, I did not know way you listened to Guns N' Roses back then. You you caught me off guard. Love. Oh yeah, it was my big, Axl Rose was like my big crush way back when. Really? Slash Axl Rose. Ooh. Good for you. Good for you. All right, <laughs> next one. What? Yeah, I still have a Guns N' Roses T-shirt. You do. <laughs> Full of surprises. Oh, this know. is the, the this is the best part of the show. I'm learning so much already. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about favorite drink? What's your favorite drink? My not my favorite non-alcoholic drink is um is uh, kombucha. Okay. I brew my own. Nice. Um, but but lately I have two favorite alcoholic drinks. Oh, please share. It's really good for the summer that my. I, um, and it's actually quite cheap. One of my, um, my friends introduced me to it. It's, uh, it's like vino verde, so that's like a green wine, and it's really cheap. It's from Portugal, so that's really nice and light for the summer. And another friend of mine introduced me to blueberry gin. Blueberry gin? I did oh, not know such a thing existed. Mm -hmm. Okay. I know. Neither did I. It's great for summer. Okay. And I'll ask you, oh, what the, uh, Rob, I see Rob's answers here. I'll, I'll pass them along here. Uh, last one, uh, again, maybe cryptocurrency. I know you don't have one yet, but what would you feel would be your favorite cryptocurrency? I don't know. It's kind of right now. I mean, Bitcoin's kind of the, the most popular, it seems. Um, but somehow I'm kind of intrigued a little bit with with Ethereum. And I feel like I just want to buy some of those, the, the, uh, what do you call it? Like Doge? Is it Dogecoin? Oh, Dogecoin. Uh, is that right? But Dogecoin just for the hell of it because I just found it so funny. <laughs> okay, it is entertaining. Like the whole concept one. Yes. of it being like a joke at the beginning. Yeah, at the beginning, and it's just like completely like taken off and done really well. So, so um, yeah. So I, I I don't know quite yet. I'll I'll probably like if I do um, invest, it's probably going to be in Bitcoin just because that seems to be the most popular. But Ethereum is. Um, it's something I'm considering as well. Oh, interesting. So I'm also trying not to laugh because I'm seeing some of the responses on the uh, the chat right now. <laughs> oh, what? So it's okay. No, it's good. Uh, Did I say something uh, wrong? Did I say something wrong? No, 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 no. Nothing you. Uh, my, Sorry, guys. Uh, uh, my friend Upland Dude is, is trying to make me laugh. So, uh, yeah, okay. No, that's that's ex interesting. It's excellent. Uh, one thing I will r remind uh, you in terms of uh, Dogecoin, if I'm not mistaken, every year there's 5.2 billion Dogecoin that are minted. So just keep that in mind in terms of supply and demand. So, yeah. 
Sorry, my friend. Uh, glad you got in on the show. So, up PT45, favorite drink? Coffee. Yes. Late worker. <laughs> okay, how about uh, alcoholic drink, uh, Rob PT45? Do you have a favorite alcoholic drink? <laughs> Thumbs up. Moscow Mule. All right, all right. Interesting. Interesting stuff. So, the second question was the band uh, musical act. Uh, it was uh, Tupac Shakur, I think it was. Uh, school up. All right, nice. Tupac Shakur, good old Tupac. And the last one, favorite crypto, ETH. Yeah, everybody likes ETH. ETH. You can do so much with ETH. ETH is really interesting. Let's see Rob typing away here. Oh, okay. I think it's good. So, I'd like to thank everybody. It was, it was awesome, especially doTERRA V for being an awesome guest. Uh, thank you guys for listening in. I hope I was uh, able to share some somewhat interesting stories about my crypto journey i'm sure everybody has their own and at some point uh yeah if you guys want to share your crypto journeys we can definitely explore that and have you come on as a guest to talk about that everybody's crypto journey is different and unique and uh yeah we'll hopefully join you guys next week um yeah if you guys know anybody who would be like who would like to come on as a guest uh we'd welcome that as well too in the interim uh i hope you guys have a good weekend we'll talk soon bye for now guys bye thank you